as you grow your portfolio, having this many tool uh, becomes extremely challenging. You know, it, it becomes expensive. And, you know, uh, I like to call it a bit of death by subscription. The reason for that is because it's a bit of a slow death. You don't quite realize it. And then suddenly you're paying, you know, $100 per unit with, with all the different uh, tools added. The second, obviously, reason is, is I think, context switching. Uh, it's, a, it's an industry where we have to move so fast already, you know, going from building to building or, or home to home, going from a, a meeting with an owner to ensuring that the homes are actually ready and inspected. And it, it's, it's an industry where you're on the move and, and, and juggling between, let's let alone one tool on your phone is, is hard. Three makes, makes it inc increasingly challenging. So, so context switching, I think, is a very expensive thing that, that is, is one of those hidden costs that you, quite, you don't quite realize until it's, it's too late. And then I think as a result of this context switching, the, the guest experience uh, ultimately suffers. When, when a guest has to wait for you to, to go from one tab to another on your browser uh, to be able to answer a question and they're calling on the phone and they're locked in front of the building and you need to pull a software for access control, but also pull another software to actually find their reservation, it's, it's, it ultimately impacts their experience. And it also impacts it in much more direct ways where a guest is going to be interacting potentially with different tools as well. Welcome to Short-Term Rental Solutions, a show for hosts and property managers looking to overcome obstacles, maximize revenue, and optimize their short-term rental business by learning from the innovators who are designing the solutions that are shaping our industry. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Short-Term Rental Solutions Show. We've got a great episode for you because today we have Simon Sarusi, who is the co-founder of so sweet and sweet op. So sweet was actually a property management company that grew to manage over 200 properties. And as a result of that, they migrated and are now a technology company with the technology solution sweet op. And so we're going to have a chance to talk to Simon, learn a little bit about what that journey looked like and how, as a result of that, they really discovered the importance of integrated systems and how integrated systems can help us as we are looking to grow our businesses and scale. So Simon, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for the introduction and, and for having me, Christian. Yeah, thank you. All right, so there's a lot of people out there who may not have heard of your company yet, who may not be familiar with you. So would you be willing to just take a minute and introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about kind of the journey that you had and what eventually led to the development of Sweet Op. Sure, absolutely. So. You know, I I'm originally from France. I've been in the in, in sort of the U.S. for for uh, over a decade, uh, and so obviously growing up in Europe and then moving to the U.S. traveling has has always been a very core component of my life. And as as a result, I think very naturally of that, I, I became a pretty early Airbnb host uh, back then when there were little rules, little regulations, and and technology was still as at its infancy. And I think I started hosting back in my small studio in Airbnb in in New York in 2012. 2012, 2013, and doing so really as a way to welcome and, and meet people in, in my home, uh, which back then, again, was like this you know, small 250 square feet studio back in the East Village. And it, and it was also because it was a matter of, of use of space. You know, I, when, I, when, I, when I went away for a weekend, visit my family back and back and back home in France, it was always heart-wrenching to, to think that I was leaving behind an empty space that could welcome, that could otherwise welcome travelers looking for, for alternative accommodations. So that's something that I really took a lot of, of pleasure in doing on a more very amateur level. But it's certainly like, I think, 
started a bit of a spark. And and many years later in, in 2019, with my, my co-founder then, Jean-Emmanuel Lozzi, also from France, we, we decided to, who was back then on Airbnb host as well, we decided to sort of put that in a bit more, to practice a bit more professionally. And, and so we started out with one home and we decided to pick the city of Philadelphia back then. Uh, for a couple of reasons. Regulation was important to us. Uh, we wanted to, to have a place that was regulated. We had been through the ups and downs of the New York regulations, and, and we thought, let's not get caught by surprise uh, uh, in three years. Um, uh, and, and obviously, uh, price consciousness. We couldn't really afford purchasing a, a home in New York, so we decided to, to buy an apartment in Philadelphia for the intent of, of renting it uh, back then on mostly Airbnb. That was a, a great opportunity. It worked out quite well, and, and we sort of started wanting to grow the business, but realized that, you know, we didn't have enough funds to do so. And so we, we opted for several models and, and, and grew the business to, you know, over 200 units. And I, I think we'll, we'll speak through some of that today in that journey until about a year ago, you know, uncount faced with a myriad of technologies under our tool set to manage our growing portfolio. We decided that we wanted to go back to our roots, our, our tech technology backgrounds, because that, that's, those are that's what we were doing professionally prior to finding so to founding so sweet. And, and build a, a technology product to, to both operate our, our own property management company, but most importantly, to help others that were growing their portfolios solve the same challenges that we, we had encountered. Yeah. Well, and the way your operations are set up and the way you operate your business are completely different when you just have a handful of properties versus having, you know, like you said, 200 plus properties. So Kind of walk me through that journey and some of those stages that you guys found yourselves in because you know i know people who are eager to get into property management or if you're in a in a you know running a property management company already there's certain points at which you need to kind of take an, an a honest assessment of how your operations and how your business is going and potentially decide whether or not it's time to change up your systems in an effort to make sure you can begin scaling to the next level. What did that look like for you guys? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the, the first thing to take into account is it's it's not a hobby. It's a, it's a, it's real work. Even at small scale, the work evolves, but you know, when you start out even with one property, especially with one property, you pour your heart out into it. You feel extremely invested. And, you know, when, when we started out that initial property, we were you know, doing everything, obviously, from, from the painting to some demolition ourselves and, and rebuilding and learning about how to install end-to-end -end window treatments. We kind of like le learned it all with our uh, absolutely no maintenance background whatsoever. And that was a fun adventure. And obviously, we realized that if we wanted to grow the portfolio, we need to also grow the team. But we also needed to look at alternative mo alternative models. You know, back then, the, the short-term rental space, the vacation rental space had been more mature. But, but, you know, it was still considered a bit of a nascent industry. And, and so getting funding to purchase homes or apartments wasn't readily available. And so we opted then for to grow our, our, to our second and third and fifth unit for a rental arbitrage model, which, which effectively involves working with owners that, you know, may have a hard time renting specific homes long-term to, to other residents or simply want a bit of a turnkey management solution and effectively offering them to to lease their asset master lease their asset uh, for uh, a certain number of years we, we use the term sort of master lease because unlike a lease where you're typically the occupant uh, here um, you're effectively taking the, the the role of an owner you are you know maintaining the property as if it was your own paying rent every month but you are then commercializing it uh, which in this case involves 
outfitting it with furniture and getting it in tip-top shape to be able to welcome guests for short stays. So we sort of opted for this model initially. We were also looking at some big players in the industry that were seemingly doing this quite successfully back then in 2020, 2019 with, with Sonder, for example. And so we, we grew the model to about 20, 30 apartments that way, which enabled us to hire our first, our first couple of team members. One thing that was really crucial to us as we got started was really building a team in-house. We, we knew that in order to control every single part of the equation from the check-in to the checkout and everything that happens uh, in between and during a guest stay and to be sure that the quality was always maintained to a specific standard that we needed folks that were invested in the company that felt uh, and that in you know hiring contracted company would, would potentially pose a risk because we wouldn't be so sure who would come at work today and and what standards that uphold so so that's something that we started off from the start that's been and that's been really true to us till this day We've had, you know, housekeepers that have been with SoSuite for multiple years and that have built like true housekeeping careers even at the company and even been often beyond. The, the I think a, a realization came along a few months prior to, to sort of the, the COVID pandemic in, in March 2020, where we realized that we were accumulating a lot of liabilities with the master lease model. Because what it, while it gives you a lot of flexibility, it's, it's also a model that requires you to pay rent, requires regardless of market conditions, and doesn't necessarily align incentives with the actual owners of the property quite well. So if there is a maintenance issue and you're a, you know, a long-term resident of a home, they can take a couple of days to fix it, and, and typically that's okay. But when you're a guest staying in a unit and there's a maintenance issue, you need to be fixed right then and then. And, and ownership groups don't necessarily understand understood that, and, and that those are some of the operational, I think, limitations of, of a master lease model. So to actually improve quality and 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 grow faster with with less required funds, because we had to, we were also responsible for all the starting funds under that master lease model. We opted for management agreements, which I think had been more common in the more call it traditional vacation rental industry in, in non-urban areas for quite some time, but that was still fairly new in the call it like apartment hotel business. So that was a that was you know, a journey which was enabled by our track record that we had built with our initial master lease model, where we could now show numbers and and a true operation and, and a local team, uh, which enabled the first couple of owners to put trust in us and 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 to uh, you know sign management agreements with us. So sweet that way, you know, grew to uh, over you know almost two hundred units under management in in in, in about two and two ish years. And scaling uh, fast. That's that's a lot of growth. <laughs> yeah, we 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 scaled fast for a couple of reasons. We we actually doubled in size between March 2020 and December. Some people were looking at us, you know, with big eyes, like, what why are you doing this while well, there's a global pandemic building a, a, a vacation and travel-based business, travel-dependent business. We actually thought this was this was the best time to grow because there were a lot of opportunities in the market and, and a lot of owners looking to, you know find smarter ways to monetize some of their empty or underperforming real estate assets. So, so this was actually a very, a really unique opportunity for us to grow. And, and then I would say about a, about 12 months ago, uh, a couple of, of things have happened in the evolution of our company to, to, to today. The first one is we've, we've taken bolder and bigger assets, you know, uh, it, it's, it's when, you, when you're in this business and you don't necessarily have like an extensive operational or hospitality background. Uh, it's easy to question and doubt yourself, but we we went after you know institutional real estate owner ownership groups and 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 family offices that had important portfolios and and started developing relationships with them and 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 earning their trust and and signing newer deals. So more recently, have been able to onboard a beautiful property located right across from Independence Hall, and and those are things that have been I think enabled by 
you know, persistence and, and, and the local team, you know, cause at the end of the day, property management business is a human one, you know, even in the short-term rental space where technology enables to, to render things fairly contactless in many ways, it's still people behind the scene, making, making things happen and building local teams is a fundamental differentiator that I think a lot of, of people don't quite realize, you know, can, can help in one controlling your economics, controlling the quality, uh, but also earning the trust of owners because when they know that things are in good hands and, and, and people that actually know the market, they're much more likely to work with you. Uh, but, you know, as we scale the portfolio, you know, from, from 30 to 60 to hundred, 200 units, I think our, our biggest challenge along the way was, was very frequently technology. We, my co-founder and I both have a technology background. I actually worked at a travel a technology company that was acquired by a, by a European travel giant called Amadeus for, for many years. And so this was a, a domain that I was familiar with. And what I quickly realized was that in, in the you know, short-term rental space, it's, it's not quite as, as maybe mature as it was in the traditional hospitality space. And, and you know, we, it sort of went through this, this phase of going from a couple of, of all-purpose tools and typically PMSs, then, you know, an innovation with, with what I like to call sort of best of breed software uh, that do one thing extremely well. And, uh, and we were sort of in that phase where we were using so many different softwares to do so many different things. And we can talk obviously more about this, but, but that this is really from, from that experience that, that SweetOff was, was born uh, just about, just about a year ago, or at least the idea, the idea emerged. Yeah. Well, go ahead. You, you said that we could talk a little bit more about that. Like, when did you guys kind of decide to tackle this beast? I mean, to create your own solution for the problem that you guys were facing. Yeah. So, so the first, the first thing we built was, was a booking engine actually for so sweet. Uh, you know, we were, we, we, we were still our users of, of, of Guesty, was a great PMS, but especially a year ago, Guesty's, Guesty's booking engine was, was not highly customizable. And we wanted something that could showcase our brand better and, 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 and really earn more direct bookings, which has been, I think, a, a big topic of conversation in the industry for the last sort of 24 months. And we thought, you know, let's, let's build, let's build up our own booking engine and see if we can do that first and see how that can work. Cause we'll be able to immediately know whether or not we're, we're capable of building a technology product and how, and, and, and how fast because speed is, is matters I think even more in technology than it does in, in other industry. And so in a couple of months, about, about three months, we built a booking engine from, from the ground up connect and, and, you know, about a quarter later, our direct bookings went from about 8% to close to 30. And, and, and that was, you know, enabled by a better SEO strategy ranging from you know, very organic content to blog posts and just, just a more converting booking engine. It was converting about 10 times better than, than what we were using previously. So that was for us, the proof of concept that we could build technology for the space that we could eventually offer the technology to other operators. And then from there, you know, the, I think that this confident new, newborn confidence as associated with the fact that we were using all those different tools to operate our business that led us to decide to, to, to make the decision that, you know, we could build something better. You know, we were using a tool for access control, you know, smart locks, which is such a, a crucial thing as part in, in, in the vacation rental industry today. You want to be able to have guests you know, check in and check out without requiring obviously a front desk or a lockbox because keys get lost. We were using a different tool for, you know, ID collection and, 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 and security deposits and guest screenings, sometimes even two tools for those things. We were using a, a different tools for guest portals. And while all those tools in their own right, you know, um, 
uh, were great, great pieces of technology. It, it, it ultimately leads to, a, I think, a disjointedness both in the operation as it does in 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 the in the guest experience. And and the main reason for that also is truly scale. When when there's you know two or three individuals at the helm of a company doing 80% of the day to day with a team with a small team of field operations folks from you know housekeepers to maintenance maintenance people, juggling between two or three tools can work because there's a you know really a much much more easy to get a common understanding of something when when there's a smaller group of, of individuals. But as you grow your team, as you grow your portfolio, having this many tool becomes extremely challenging. You know, it, it becomes expensive. You know, uh, I like to call it a bit of death by subscription. The reason for that is because it's a bit of a slow death. You don't quite realize it, and then suddenly you're paying you know hundred dollars per unit with with all the different uh, tools added. The second, obviously, reason is is I think context switching. Uh, it's a it's an industry where we have to move so fast already. You know, going from building to building or or home to home, going from a, a meeting with an owner to ensuring that the homes are actually ready and inspected and it's it's an industry where you're on the move and and juggling between let's let alone one tool on your phone is, is hard three makes makes it inc increasingly challenging so so context switching i think is a very expensive thing that that uh is, is one of those hidden costs that you quite you don't quite realize until it's it's too late and then i think as a result of this context switching the the guest experience uh, ultimately suffers um when, when a guest uh has to wait for you to, to go from one tab to another on your browser uh, to be able to answer a question and they're calling on the phone and they're locked in front of the building and you need to pull a software for access control, but also pull another software to actually find their reservation. Um, it's, it's, it ultimately impacts their experience and it also impacts it in much more direct ways where a guest is going to be interacting potentially with different tools as well. A screening tool, which will be one URL, which will then bounce them off to another one. And, uh, you know, uh, when, when, when you when you start having a couple hundred properties under your belt, you want to be able to have a brand that can compete with the large flags in the industry, and and you know those flags ranging from the traditional hotel groups, Marriotts of the world, all the way to the more new gen short term rental companies like the Island Stays and Saunders, they've spent millions of dollars on technology because they've raised a ton of venture capital and they can afford that. But when you're more of a bootstrapped operator or family operated, uh, it's it's and you want to compete with them. It, it's it's tough. It's uh, the options are very limited. Are very limited. Yeah. So I mean, what what advice if you were starting over again, or if you were you know giving a piece of advice to someone who was looking to scale and kind of go down that road, quite similar to what you guys have done, what would what would you say to them? So you know, first don't. There's no need to rush it. You know, I think there there's a lot of beautified stories online about the need to build a company extremely quickly to try and raise money. And, you know, while that is valid for some industries, like, like and potentially a bit more like software, in, in, in the hospitality industry, things are inherently more human. And when human capital is involved, important decisions need to be made every day with who are you hiring who are the, the, the who are the people that are going to be speaking with your with your guests day in and out and helping them solve issues do they have all the resources at their hand in order to build that so you know building a knowledge base is really crucial it's one thing to have information about your property but how about all your processes and and that can't happen in a day you can't come up with uh, an, an incredibly tailored you know sop for for when a, a guest uh, for for every single issue that a guest might encounter or every single question that a guest may have, that takes time to build, and that's just inherent to the business. I think it's not something to be to be worried about. A lot of the very successful 
vacation rental companies today, many of which were like, you know, family built businesses with hundreds, thousands of units under management. They were built over 10, 15, 20 years. They support many families from, from the employees' families to the founders, and, and they're extremely successful. And if you look at large hotel groups as well, it's it's very rare to see something happen over even one generation. You know, it, it's 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 inherently, I think, a human business, and that's that's something that comes with appreciating that pace is must be, I think, measured. That there is there are, there are times to grow fast, and there are times to also take pauses and 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 reflect on what you built to in order to improve it because. Putting a property together and furnishing it is one thing. Maintaining it over five to ten years is entirely different. And, and we, you know, we've seen, we've learned from from our own operation that we can start great, but then three years later, before we realize it, the property isn't isn't sticking on top of the rent ranking as as well as it was maybe on the on OTAs as a couple of years back. And those pieces of furniture are a little bit torn. And as you scale, you simply cannot have that many eyeballs anymore. On, on everything, you know, while your field operations team having an in-house means you do have eyes and ears and it's fantastic. And that's, that's why having, you know, in-house housekeepers, for instance, uh, was, is a game changer. It's still incredibly challenging to get, keep a, a high level of quality when you have 10 homes that you're personally invested day in, day out, and that you can expect yourself every day or, or very frequently than when you have 150 or 200, at which point some homes you're not going to see for two years or a year. Because you're, you're trying to grow your business. So that's when technology really also comes into play. Uh, I wouldn't discount technology at a small scale. I think it's it's really important from, from the get-go to be very open to using tools to make one's life easier and work smarter. But as you scale, it's, it's ultimately inevitable. Otherwise, quality suffers. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a great segue into this, you know, tell, it, tell us more. Tell us about SweetOp. What have you guys built and, you know, how did it really become this integrated system and integrated solution that you guys, you know, were trying to solve that personal pain point that you had? Sure. Uh, so, so, you know, SweetUp uh, was a very personal experience. You know, we, we, I think what, what first made the, the creation of this tool a bit unique is that we, we have a background in technology, but we were operators for, for a couple of years at that stage. And uh, so we understood the, the complexities of, of, of being an operator and the complexities of every single person involved in the operation. You know, that is something that you know, in, in many tools that we used, you know, while the features were potentially there, the biggest challenge was actually using them on the field and, and while you're moving around and, and when you're faced with a guest that has an issue that needs to be solved immediately. And so we felt like our operator experience would allow us to build a great tool. And so what we did is, is really, you know, we, we, we didn't want to reinvent initially the wheel. We thought the PMS uh, marketplace was already quite mature in our space with with quite a few PM successful PMSs. You know, we were big users of we're, we are big users of Guesty ourselves, and and so the decision was we're going to look into you know, all the different components that a PMS either doesn't do or or does, but maybe a bit poorly. And and you know the main reason for that is that. PMS is already a big piece of software. PMSs are trying to, you know, they're managing your ARI, your availability, your rates, and your inventory, and their and, and your channels very often as well. They're very often channel managers. And then PMSs have other ancillary things. They'll have unified inboxes and and sometimes other tools too. But everything that happens once a booking comes through, all the way to once to, to when a guest checks out and, and you have to get the home ready to get a new booking, PMSs just aren't equipped to solve for all of those things. And, and that's just because that's not their, 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 the nature where they were built for in the first place. So that's what we set ourselves to build on with SweetUp. Um, 
And our, our first, uh, the first thing we wanted to solve for was, was first smart device management. Because one thing that happens with scale, if you use technology and technology hardware specifically, so you know smart thermostats and smart locks, uh, potentially even go even further and use smart lights. Um, uh, with five listings, you're managing five locks. And and you know what I say might be obvious, but when you have 200 locks to manage with 200 homes and hundreds of thermostats, and things become much harder to maintain. You know when a lock goes out of battery, it's just as bad as when the key is missing from the lockbox. So you need to be on top of those things and. We were, we were finding that increasingly difficult. So we started by building you know, a, a really powerful smart device management platform, enabling an operator with virtually any smart device to be able to have them in one place, regardless of the brand. So completely hardware agnostic. And those smart devices not, not only, by the way, include locks and, and thermostat, but they also include monitoring device. So whether you're using a NetAtmo or, or Minute or NoiseAware, you, know, you can visualize all of this alongside your locks and everything else that you, that you operate. So, so being able to control everything in one place was crucial because, you know, once those devices break, the guest experience does as well. And, and so does the operation. If your housekeeping team can't get inside the unit because the lock is out of battery or has, a, has an issue and has been offline and they have to wait for someone in maintenance to come, suddenly your check-in is late. And now that has cascading effects. So being able to control those smart devices remotely at any point in time was also obviously part of part of how the platform was built. And most importantly, I think ease of use and ease of onboarding. If you have 200 smart devices, connecting 200 of them should take a couple, should take an hour or two to the platform. It shouldn't take you a couple of weeks. So, you know, as you scale as an operator, you find that onboarding software is an increasingly daunting thing. And so we wanted to make onboarding as seamless and, and, and easy as possible. So once we built that platform, we, we, we decided, you know, those smart devices are great because they enable us to you know, push codes and help guests, you know, when they're having an issue with the thermostat and benefit from energy saving automations where the thermostat is going to be set to an automatic temperature when the unit is vacant. But how about actually providing that access to guests? You know, you have all those devices, but how do guests actually truly benefit from them other than just having their own code on the lock? You know, ultimately, if you can use your smart device from from your phone and, and unlock a, a door without even punching in a code, then why can't a guest? And so, you know, we set on on building a digital guest portal uh, that would enable uh, guests to control those smart devices and to benefit from plethora of information about your property, ranging from you know an in-depth property guide uh, all the way to local recommendations on where to go, and and you know an entire section dedicated to, to check-in that you make you know entering and exiting uh, the home extremely easy. And, and obviously, you know, a, a dedicated section for guests people to, to actually make their stays smart uh, because that's an important differentiation today. That's also, to be honest, a bit of an expectation. If you have, you know, a smart thermostat uh, and, and all the guests can do is, is go to the room and manually turn it around and, and they can't, you know, from the, the living room, set their bedroom to prefer temperatures. So then when they go home, when they go to bed in an hour, it's going to be already set. You're you're obviously missing out on some differentiation there, and uh, and, and so that's how SweetUp grew from from becoming a smart device management to to uh, to a digital guest portal. From there, you know, we we decided to build really guest screening and guest verification. That's something that's so crucial to this industry where you don't have necessarily and most often than not you don't have, you don't have a front a front front desk and a full service property. And so, how do you ensure that the person who is coming to your property is who they say they are? which is crucial to prevent property damage, to prevent fraud, chargebacks, and overall safety of, of, of your home and, and potentially other guests that may be nearby. And so ensuring that through a, a really thorough guest screening that enables guests to biometrically 
take you know take a selfie and take an ID and, and have a biometric check happen in the background, but also enable you know operators to collect a security deposit and to be able to ask specific questions to guests about their stay in order to personalize it. That's when also things become interesting. Is like how do you when you're adding steps to a guest stay, how do you ensure that it's not just a burden and you're not just making it harder for them to check in, uh, but you're actually providing value. So by integrating things in, in, I'll give you one example now, but integrating, you know, a, a digital guest portal to a guest screening, you can offer that because during the, the pre-check-in, during that screening, the guest is going to answer questions about this, their stay, such as, you know, are they coming with a pet or what's the reason for their stay? Those questions are entirely customizable. And based on this, the guest portal can automatically adjust in order to highlight specific upsells and, and really get, you know, that, that, which is, which is, you know, personalization effectively at scale. Uh, uh, and, and that's one of those challenges which large operators struggle with. It's, it's, you know, with 10 homes, it's very easy to be able to welcome someone in person every day uh, or, or build a care package or know that they're coming with a pet and have a bowl waiting for them. But when you have hundreds of homes, it's, it's, it's increasingly challenging to do so. And, and so with SweetOp, we aim to, to solve for that with our, with our integration between, between guest screening and, and, and digital portal. Those are the three core tools uh, that are live today. And I'm, I'm also excited to share that uh, in beta, we have a, a task management tool for field operations teams, because we believe fundamentally that if if operations and guest experience live more closely together in one tool, then, then you benefit from synergies that are that, that guests can benefit from and, and, and vice versa, such as, you know, if a guest requests a maintenance issue on the digital portal, that maintenance issue can automatically create a task inside your task management system that can, and it can get scheduled even automatically depending on how the guest requests it. All those different things, you know, remove uh, you know, human interaction and things that frankly don't add value to a guest stay. You don't need a human creating an act, a task manually uh, on your task management system when, you're, when you're, a tool can get it for you. Humans should be here to to have you know higher ROI tasks that actually elevate the guest experience and and uh, with uh, with a true human and human and, and warmth. So so this yes, sweet up. You know, I think we're, we're very complete tool in that in that respect. Well, and I can hear you said earlier that you guys were trying to build something that would, you know, from the moment the reservation is booked, help guide and enhance that guest's experience and stay during that whole spectrum of time. So that's fantastic. I love that. I mean, I'm kind of excited to see it in action. And actually, I'm going to just say Simon has been good enough to let us have a chance to have a little bit of a tour and get a feel for how kind of behind the scenes of Sweet Op, as it were. And so as we wrap up the podcast here, I just want to let you everybody know that if you follow us over to the STR Hub YouTube channel, you'll be able to join us on that tour and get a sense for what the platform actually looks like, which is going to be fantastic. So Simon, thank you so much. I really appreciated all the things that you share with us about the journey that you guys had with growing so sweet. And, you know, there's a lot of lessons that can be learned based on the experiences of the things that you shared. So, cause I know that there's a lot of people who are eager to kind of go on this journey that, you know, contrary to what some of the news blurps have gone out, the industry is still growing. And, you know, I think like August was a record breaking month for short, short term rental stays. And so there's still massive opportunity in the industry. And there's still people excited about investing and purchasing short term rental properties that are going to need a property manager. And so it's terrific to see that there are still people like you and Sweetop coming online and 
you know, creating solutions to help us effectively provide that service to the people who need it. So thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. And I'm excited to share more about the platform. I'll, I'll share my screen and we'll take it from there. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody who joined us for the podcast portion. And like I said, we're we're headed, Simon and I are headed over to have a look at it. And so feel free to join us over on YouTube. We're going to continue the conversation. But be sure to join us next time when we have our next conversation with the innovators who are designing the solutions that are shaping our industry. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And if you could spare a moment, please leave the show a quick review. Your review helps us help more hosts and property managers like yourself. By the way, if you're a realtor, lender, bookkeeper, accountant, interior designer, or other professional who specializes in serving the short-term rental industry, we need to get you listed on STR Hub and start spreading the word about your services. So reach out to me via email. Christiane at strhub.com. Thanks again for listening and be sure to join me next time to catch my latest conversation with the innovators designing the solutions that are shaping our industry.